TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well, episode 355. My name is Marcus Pierce and I am here with one of the country's premier wellness experts. He is the food guru, the chiropractic champion, the naturopath that naturopaths look up to. He is the longevity expert, but most importantly, he is the world's first golfer with a handicap under nine, whose name is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. <laughs> You're hilarious. You are hilarious, Piercy. I bloody love being on the on the radio with you. It's the best. How are you, mate? I am fabulous. I don't think there. I think you set the the Guinness World Record for the first and only Damien Christoph to have a handicap of nine. I'm pretty sure the only other Damien Christoph doesn't have a handicap. I might reach out to him on Facebook and ask him. Um, he lives in in the US. He's a librarian. So I'll, um, <laughs> I'll send him out a message. I'll send him a little message. There is a Marcus Pierce in London who I think is a music lecturer. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what our uh, doppelgangers are doing. There is a doppelganger. I have a, a, a look doppelganger. So not yeah. a name doppelganger. I've got a look doppelganger. And he is a guard at the palace in Prague. In in um, Czechoslovakia. <laughs> Is so, that right? And he's not related. I mean, don't you have Czech uh, ancestry? I'm Czech. Yes. So, it's, well, I don't know if he's the, if he's related because you can't speak to these guys. <laughs> They're not going to say good <laughs> um, But I've got this photo from my auntie. She sent me a little photo when she was over in Czechoslovakia. Petra, shout out to Petra. Just in case, on the off chance, you're one of our 10 million listeners, um, Petra. Um, she she sent me this photo and. Um, it was like, check this out. I couldn't believe it. It, it looked exactly, exactly. It looked like who I think I look like. Anyway, <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Amazing. That's the best. That is so good. I love it. Uh, that'd be a great chat in itself, isn't it? You know, all the people that you that you look like and have looked like over Brad the years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh dear. Um, this is a time of year where, oh no, hold on, before we get into the content for the day, I'm going to give a big shout out on behalf of you and I to our newest attendees coming to our longevity experience in Ikaria 2020. They are going to be, well, I think, I think Heather is going to be the most senior member. Barry and Heather Hancock, big shout out to you guys. You are on the plane coming to Ikaria for our longevity experience 2020. That is very excited. If you don't know what we're talking about, head on over to 100notout.com. We're going to Sardinia, the Italian blue zone. We're going to Ikaria, the Greek blue zone. We're returning to Ikaria for the fourth time. Uh, we're going in August, September. All the details, 100notout.com. But Damo, the, the generations of that trip continue to broaden. The age uh, variance widens and that's very exciting. Isn't that great? I think Isn't Heather will be great? 84. Really? Oh, jeepers. That's the best. Oh, wow. That's incredible. So we'll have octogenarians. What's a seven? What's seven? Centenarians? Uh, set, 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 set. Oh, my gosh. Well, you've got nonagenarians, octogenarians, septogenarians. That's not really the most wordly Septu- flowing. Septuagenarians. Yeah. Anyway. And then what's six? Oh, don't, Whatever. don't, don't, don't. 
What's five? Ten. The quint, quintagenarian. <laughs> quadrigenarian. Anyway, now, um, so good. Yes, yes. Now, I was speaking to... Um, I was speaking to some uh, to some friends in Ikaria the other day, and they were saying that the whole island shuts Who? down. Uh, Yanni and Left Eddies, the whole island shuts down on January one for everyone to set their twenty twenty goals. Oh, uh, awesome! What a great idea. Yeah, I wondered how the how they did it. Yeah, they have a big workshop. It's very structured. Um, you know, it goes from eight a.m. to six p.m. Three breaks. They all pull out a workbook, their iPads, um, and their iPhones. They get their Facebook feed going. There's free workshops. There's uh, webinars. There's uh, downloadable PDFs. And they structure within an inch of their life their year ahead. And um, yeah, Right. No wonder they're so successful. <laughs> and in case it. our listeners are going, what are you talking about? We are, or I am, being incredibly sarcastic. We still can't find an Okinawan, a Sardinian, a Loma Linden, a Icarian, even an Australian... I don't think Bruce Bruce Robertson, our war vet from last week, sits down at the end of every year or at the beginning of every new year and sets down his goals for the year. Wouldn't it be cool to ask him? I reckon it'd be interesting to find out. I know that my grandfather didn't. Um, Isabel, my wife's grandmother, she's about to turn 100 this year. She um, she definitely doesn't set goals. I can guarantee you that. Mm, hmm. Interesting. I don't know anybody who does. Yeah, interesting. So... We thought we'd talk on this episode about 2020 goals, life goals, the goals process in general. Um, whether it's, uh, whether it's, uh, what is it? Fact or fiction, good or bad, right or wrong. Um, black or white. Black or white. Um, I think, I think Damo and I are similar and different all at the same time. And, but I think hmm. the, the, the big kind of asterisk right now is that longevity cultures don't have a culture of, um, Really specifically setting their goals, but I, I don't think that means they don't have a vision or uh, uh, some type of conscious creation for their life. I just don't think it's done on January one with a downloadable PDF worksheet, um, <laughs> ready to rock. Um, what's your history of goal setting? Like, how have you gone um, over the years? How has it changed? What's worked for you? What hasn't? Um, would you be kind enough to share with the listeners how you've gone about it over the years? Yeah, totally. I reckon. Um in, when I was doing my first year of chiropractic school, I went to a John D. Martini seminar and I came back all revved up and I went and set goals. Like I, I just did. Like I don't think it was because John said that I should, but I did. So I went and set some goals. I think I set five and I don't think I got any of them. So I was like, oh, well, this goal setting thing doesn't work. Anyway, then I graduated from chiro school, moved to Melbourne and Simon Floriani, who was the chiropractor that I worked for when I first moved back, said to me, Damien, if you want to work with me, you've got to set 100 goals. I was like, oh, wow, 100. He said, if you don't set 100 goals, I know you don't think big enough. I was like, wow, okay, cool. I'm pretty sure I think big enough. I'll write 100 goals. It was hard to write 100 goals. Anyway, I wrote 100 goals. I didn't check them again. And then I went back to check them after the 12 months had expired, and I'd achieved like 80% of them. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what do you mean? So I said to Simon, what, what happened there? And he said, when you put it out to the universe, things are going to happen. Like there's an intention, of course, but um, you know, you've got to action it too and all that sort of thing. So from that point on, I, I did 100 goals. Well, I stopped doing 100 goals this year. This is the first year I haven't done 100 goals. 2019 or 2020? 2020. Right. 2020. I I mean, here we are, a couple of weeks into January 2020. 
Um, it's supposed to be the Eurovision, 2020 vision, uh-huh. and I haven't um, done my goal. So I don't know if that clouds it. But I'll tell you what, PC. now what I'm thinking about is what I'd really like to achieve. So I'm like, going, okay, so I'd really like to achieve this. So I've set an intention without maybe writing it down. I know that some commentators would say that you have to write it down, otherwise it's not going to work. Um, and I'm sure that you've said that to me as well. You've got to write it down, DK, or it's not going to work. Um, but my first goal for the year that I wanted to tick off, that I wanted to nail, and I thought it was going to take me a whole year to get there, was to get my golf handicap under 10. And and today I did it, PC. And today, this is the best thing. Today, fifth day as we record this, let's timestamp it. It's the 15th of January. 15 days. <laughs> 15 days. You smashed it out of the ballpark already. Right. Seriously, I was sitting around four, 13, 14 at the start of the year, and I was like, oh, this – and it, I only went down by nearly two shots last year. I thought I could, I, if I can get three shots this year, I'll be wrapped. Well, got it. Got it. So I wonder, PC, whether or not writing the goals necessarily helps you. Um, with You know, like 100 goals is a lot of goals. And, you know, the average – completion and success rate for that was around 80%, 82% was kind of what I was able to achieve. Like I get 80-something percent of my goals just by writing them down, which was amazing. Like when you think back the last decade, I have achieved a lot of things and I'm happy to say that, but, uh, you know, maybe it was because I wrote them down, but I feel like I'm off to a flyer. Maybe I don't, maybe I don't have to write them down anymore. Well, what do you reckon? Is, well, I, I'm, I'd be curious to, you know, I think it's a really good conversation about how the goal setting process changes over time like because what i love is and i think this is a really without wanting to sound hyper serious i think this is a really good mature conversation that in the age of information overwhelm and goal setting overwhelm like i feel like it's there are so many different ways for people to set goals 10 years ago we weren't using the word intention now everyone's saying what are your intentions what are you what are you intending for 2020 you should just be what are your goals write them down you know, a line here and a line there. It's changing a lot. We never used to talk about meditating on your goals. Now it's like no. your goals won't manifest unless you meditate on them, which is not true. But I think it's really <laughs> – I think like, I don't think you've been meditating on your golf game. I think you've been playing golf maybe meditatively. Um, yeah. But I think it's it's a really good conversation to talk about how it can change and you don't – you wouldn't want to set a hundred goals because you felt like you should, or necessarily because someone, someone else told you to. Yes, maybe um, all those years ago when when Simon Floriani suggested it, but it wasn't. You don't do it. You, you wouldn't want to do it in 2020 just because you feel like you should. As we often talk about on the podcast, no one does their shoulds. No one likes being shoulded on, particularly if no. it's ourselves saying it. Oof. Yes. So I, I, what I love about in the conversations that you and I have off the air is you feel you seem to have a whole new layer of I don't know if the word is creative freedom, but you just ooze um, freedom and flexibility to me. You know, the last three months or so, like I feel like the shackles are off, and you're really owning. No, and it's, it's not to say that I felt like you weren't owning your life beforehand, but I feel like you're just living life on your terms and not buying into the um, beliefs, recommendations, suggestions, advice, ideas of everyone else, which I feel like you know a lot of people do um thanks to facebook instagram everyone sharing their own life and the rest um so yeah my take on it is whatever works and if 2020 is the year to not 
write any goals down, think them but not write them and live your own life your own way, I think, gosh, that's just like mastery 101. That's just mastery full stop. <laughs> it could be. But, Piercy, um, on, you know, you educate people on having an exceptional life and I love it. It's such a great program and people's lives continually are changed by the work that you do in that space. So what do you advise in around goals and goal setting and intention and all that sort of thing? What, how, where, are you, where do you sit with that? I know where you sit right now because you just said it, but where do you actually sit? Did you write any goals this year? I do, and I and I have, and they're long, and they're um, what's the word? How would you say it? Like they're they're specific, but but there's lots of them, and and I think for me it's because I just want to write. I just want to read this out. I think for me it's because either because of the work that I do, I'm constantly thinking about um, the consequences of not having a vision or a goal in life. So for me, I just wrote this down. I'm recording these videos each day at the moment and the, and at the moment in the first two weeks that I've been back I've been recording one a day on each area of life and I just was thinking about the the eight areas of life and I'm just going to share um, kind of the reason why I set my own goals I wrote down that if you master your life purpose or career you get inspiration but if not you risk regret if you have exceptional movement you get vitality and if not you risk dementia if you have an exceptional social life you get connection and if not you risk depression if you master your nutrition, uh, you'll get energy, and if not, you risk disease. If you master your love and relationships, you'll get love. If not, you risk bitterness. If you master your growth, you'll get enthusiasm. If not, you risk boredom. If you master your wealth, you'll get financial independence. If not, you end up broke. If you master your spirit, you'll get fulfillment, and if not, you end up broken. And then I've just said, are you prepared for the consequences of mediocrity um, or are you uh, prepared to create an exceptional life? So for me, I feel like in my own life um, – you know, all of those consequences are real and all of those opposite um, pleasurable, exceptional uh, consequences um, are very real as well. And that for me is like the, the beacon or the, um, the what's the word? Like the reason why I love writing a script for my life because I, I, I want inspiration, vitality, connection, energy, love, enthusiasm, independence and fulfillment and mm. – um, and I don't want everything else that I listed, regret, dementia, depression, disease, bitterness, boredom, broke, broken. Um, so there is a burning within me. And, and personally, I just like to write things down, even for my day. Well, you're um, a journey, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's just that something that I love to do. But yeah, well, that's why I love hearing what you've just said because it's a really good, um, not grounding, but it's really good for my own worldview to recognize that there are many ways to skin a cat. Um and I do find with everyone sharing their own ways to set goals, my own ways included, that they are not for everyone. I look at Sarah. She doesn't do any of this stuff that I talk about. She doesn't write down all eight areas of her life and do it each day and all the rest of it. It's not how she rolls. She loves to just um, – uh, she likes to wake up, see how the kids are in the day. If they're up and about, they'll go out. If they're not and it's a home day, they'll have a happy home day. Like it's not – do you know what I mean? Like everyone, everyone does it differently, and I think it's important that people feel they've got permission to to do it their own way. I think that's the key, and permission. So, um, who wrote the song "Permission to Shine"? Oh wow! Uh, I've got Google right in front of me. Permission to shine. Permission to shine lyrics. Oh, Bachelor Girl. Bachelor Girl. Oh my gosh, Bachelor Girl. Like when when I was going to say when you and I were growing up. Is that is that like an Australian band? I don't think so. Oh, but I'm getting confused. It was a 
what a great song. I'm going to give myself permission to shine. Yeah. Be- because a lot of times people get bogged down. You said something just before. Um, you said that uh, I've got the creative juices or the creative flow or something and I was, I'm now living my life. And I'll be honest with you, I felt trapped. When I was running Forage, I felt trapped. Like I felt like I had no more space to do anything else I couldn't be creative. I couldn't run my own race mm. um, because I, I, I felt like I needed to be doing stuff with forage, and it was a grind. Like, did, don't get me wrong, I loved the product. I loved it. I still love it. I'm sad that it's not around. I'm loving my bircher. I got kilos of it. No end. <laughs> this means me no end. Like, it really does. But, but I did. I felt like for probably the last four years, I felt like it was a grind, and like I haven't been myself. So. I'm glad that you're able to see that I'm I'm in a better space because I am. I'm in a much better space these days than what I was, um, and and maybe that's the reason why I feel like it's safe to not set goals because I feel like I can move from, you know, achieving one thing into then achieving the next thing and then achieving the next thing. So that's that's kind of the way I'm feeling at the moment. I I think it's probably still wise for me to write some down, um, just while things come up in the early part of the year, just to think about. You know what it is that I, I do want to get done this year, mm. um, or in this twelve months. I think it's wise to do that just in case I forget a few things because you know I'm forty six now, uh, so I could forget. <laughs> some what are you talking um, about? That's a very un one hundred not out statement to say. <laughs> What's that? So that's a very un one hundred not out statement to say because you're forty six, oh, you might not forget anything. Take your cheek, you know what I mean? <laughs> what was but, that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's at the front door. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, anyway, so, I, you know, I appreciate that you've noticed that. That's a really great thing. Um, but I also like the idea, the freedom or the flexibility just to, you know, let myself go at, at my own pace this year rather than trying to match a pace of somebody else or of an industry or someone else's expectations. So I'm really mm-hmm. loving being in practice. Like, I just love being in practice. It's the best. And really enjoying being with my patients and, um, and serving, I'm just, I really am just loving that. And then having time to, you know, spend time with the family and to um, see, speak to my mum and and go play golf. So, I, you know, life at the moment for me is really, really good. I, I'm, I'm happy with that. And and that's not, I don't think that's an accident. I think you got to create that. One hundred percent. You've been very conscious in in making some big decisions. And I, I just, and uh, I think you were the first person I. I spoke in this way too, but I find myself talking about, I say this to a number of people now, particularly if there's some complicating factors. And I was, I was saying to you, Damo, like, if, um, what did I say? Like, uh, I said, like, Icaria, Icaria your life. Like, you, you Icaria'd your life. You simplified so many things. Um, you had a change in the team at uh, Vita. You had changes going on at Forage. Um, you finished up with the wellness guys in 2019. You don't tell me that was 2018. Ah, uh, it'd be 2018. Um, oh, it was 2018. Um, yeah. But there was some major shedding going on, and you were icarering your life. Um, and I just seem to say this to people now, like a, a major goal for 2020 might be just to make life a little bit more simple um, and, yeah. and maybe a lot more simple. Like, kinda. Kinda. Kind of. Um, but just even if the term is easier, I don't even know if that's a term that people feel comfortable, but you are allowed to make your life easier. It's not that life has to be hard. Remember remember people used to say our oh, life wasn't meant to be easy? I think that's wrong. Yeah. I think it was meant to be easy. <laughs> yeah. And we same with it. stressful. Same with stressful. 
Like, yeah. you know, um, and again, it seems like such a Shangri-La, but so many times when I think of stress and ease, I, I think of Ikaria. And we've been there for 30 days in our lives now, so I don't feel like it's just a pipe dream thought. I'm like, no, we've seen enough. We've seen enough of life over there. Like we've seen, we've seen old people struggling up and down steps. Um, Thayer's mum passed away shortly before our second trip. So we've seen, um, not intimately, but we've seen what grief looks like in the way people carry themselves. We've seen people sad. We've seen people happy. Um, we've seen, you know, highs and lows. Now again, granted, we haven't been there day in, day out for, for years at a time, but, you look at these cultures, they've got structures to make life easier, particularly when when life gets hard, like particularly when stress hits like grief or health challenges or the rest. And um, and on the next episode, I think we'll talk about a real key to how life can feel somewhat easier and that is having a really good um, network of friends because when yeah, you're great. under the pump, um, there's no better place to go to than friends. It's better than they're better than Netflix. They're better than social. They're better than the pub. Uh, well, sometimes yeah. being with friends at the pub is a really good thing. Um, yeah. But there is no better, no probably surefire way to make life feel somewhat more easy and manageable than having a really good peer group um, around you. So I think it's a good idea if we talk about that in the next episode. Why don't we? I think yeah. that's a great idea. Um, be- yeah, and you know, particularly two good mates chatting about it all. Great, mates. Hey, mates. um, uh, question without notice. Can I give a little plug to Exceptional Life Blueprint? Um, oh, yes, please. Whilst we're talking about all this, because I don't yeah. talk about it much on this podcast, Ever. but I think if, no. if people are listening to this and they want to work on these eight areas, and you used the word once, which I use quite regularly now, as a life audit. You're like, an audit. That's right. It's an audit. ELB is <laughs> an audit. But um, I've renamed yeah. the event called Create Your Exceptional Life. And it's still the same event, but the name has slightly changed to Create Your Exceptional Life. Uh, it's up in Byron, May 16 and 17. We look at the eight areas I mentioned um, in this episode, your life purpose and career, your movement, your social life, your nutrition, your love and relationships, your growth, your wealth, and your spirit, soul, and faith. Um, it is May 16 17. Details at marcuspierce.com.au forward slash Byron Bay. Why wouldn't you do it? I um, What's the date? Uh, May 16, 17, weekend after Mother's Day. That's what I say to the mums out there. If I can be there. May 16, 17. May 16, 17. You have to look at the AFL schedule first. That's always that's that's my first point of call. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't I when I was in Melbourne anyway. Uh, I'm doing a course on uh, on lifestyle medicine that, that weekend, so I won't be able to be there. But I tell you what, I wouldn't miss it in a heartbeat. If I was able to get there, I'd be there. PC, we I love thrilled. what you do. I oh, love it. Thank you. Well, we oh. were very thrilled in Melbourne when we had this event. Um, it will only be in Byron Bay for the rest of its uh, life. But we had uh, the great demo uh, present on nutrition um, back in 2017 in Melbourne. But, yes, if you'd like to come along, just go to marcuspierce.com.au for demo. For all things Damo, head on over to DamienChristoph.com. Um, and if, again, if you'd like to join us in Ikaria or Sardinia in August, September this year, all the details on those 10-day uh, longevity experiences, you can come to one or both. Details at 100notout.com. Um, Facebook, um, you can find us at 100notout. Instagram uh, at 100.notout. Big shout-out to Annie Council. 
and Thula, who makes that profile on Instagram look so uh, incredibly beautiful. Thank you, Annie. Um, to our editor, Joseph Tomo, thank you for all the work you do in editing this podcast to bring it to our wonderful listeners, to you, our loyal tribe. Thank you so much for your love and support on 100 Not Out. Share this podcast with a friend. Show them how to listen to podcasts. You will change their life. Until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.